Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mama, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, moviegoers. You're listening to Two Crudes movie reviews? With Sky and Colin. Two Crudes to a New Age movie dude reviews. Two Crudes movie reviews. I didn't even think about that, but that was pretty awesome. Pretty sweet, right? Two dudes. <laughs> pretty sweet. Two dudes movie reviews reviews Crudes 2. <laughs> a New Age. That's the name of this article. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that's that's a tongue twister. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> Two dudes movie reviews reviews crudes too. <laughs> I was gonna say some jabroni out there is gonna master it, just like speed <laughs> run it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'm doing I'm doing a quick speed run. Just subscribe to my channel. Click the like button below. <laughs> Let me know in the comments what speed runs you want me to do next. <laughs> I'll do two dudes movie reviews reviews. Crudes one. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. Did you watch the the Crudes the first one like after you watched this one or before? Fun fact: I've never watched it. Oh really? I see. I thought that you had said that uh, you had watched it because Logan always put it on. Logan always watches it. I just don't. <laughs> like okay. he was watching it for a minute there. It would keep. He'd keep putting it on, and I was just like acknowledging your existence, movie, and then like moving about my life and like doing yeah. adult shit, <laughs> like just strip for kids. stripping. <laughs> yeah, I'm a man. <laughs> I'm a man. I do not need this kid's crap. <laughs> oh, Spider Man. <laughs> Ooh, I uh, actually the other day Logan wanted to watch the SpongeBob movie again. Oh. Like, we were driving home, and he was just like, I want to watch the new SpongeBob movie again. And I'm like, okay, cool. We can watch it on the TV when we go home. He's like, no, I want to watch it on your computer. <laughs> I'm like, why? <laughs> but by the time we got home, he had forgot that he said that, and he was on to bigger and better things. So <laughs> We were talking about it, like, over the weekend, actually, because uh, there was a chance that we were going to watch that while we were on vacation. And I said mm -hmm. to, like, I said to Brianna, like, when we weren't around people, I was like, Let's not watch. Like, let's suggest another movie. I was like, because I really don't want to rewatch it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like other people around you were like, well, you we should watch the new SpongeBob movie. Yeah. Like they were like, oh, like maybe we could watch that. And I was like, like okay. And then after I was like, no, we're gonna watch something else. So that night but we they actually were adults. Um. Yeah, they were our age. Did little, they have actually kids? Little, little little younger? Did they have kids with them? No. So a group of 
grown ass adults was just like we should watch the SpongeBob movie. Yeah. Was everybody like smoking the reefer? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was actually Brianna's sister. Uh really like SpongeBob. Oh, okay. Big SpongeBob fans. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. So it's not just like some randos being like, you know what? Out of all of the movie options we have, I'm most intrigued by this SpongeBob flick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what? There's a lot of like subtext to it, and I think I just need to dive in. Yeah. It's like, geez, what are you thinking? You know, both Safety Brother movies are on fucking Netflix. Mm-hmm. We we ended up watching that night. We watched Blockers. Oh, nice. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one that I haven't rewatched. I only saw it the first time and really enjoyed it. So it's so I'm going back. There's so many good lines. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a movie like I was thinking about this while we were we were um, watching it. Like recently we did a trailer park where we just shit on a bunch of movies. And granted, I think all the movies we shit on don't look good. Like I, I think, and I think some of them are out now and they're getting bad scores, but I yeah. remember when blockers, when that trailer came out, I, I got angry watching it. I was like, this trailer is fucking bullshit. I was like, this looks so stupid. Like John Cena looks like an asshole. And then I mm-hmm. went, to, I went and saw the movie like, this thing's gonna suck. And then I like left. I was like, I fucking love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a turnaround. Yeah. But dude, I was the same way. I was the same way. And then I saw it pop up on HBO. I avoided it while I was in theaters. And then I saw it pop up on HBO. And then I think you had told me, you're like, dude, it's actually like pretty good. I'm like, really? And then I watched it and I was like, fuck, this is like pretty funny. Yeah. Like I was like impressed. And it takes a lot for a comedy to really like make me laugh. The, the part where John Cena and the one guy lock eyes and then the guy jizzes. He's like, we locked oh, eyes yeah. and he finished. <laughs> I love that part. Listen, man, I'm a, I'm a wrestling fan too. I know John Cena's got charisma. I know it's in there. It's just, he also does like the most douchey, like worst movies. Yeah. Like playing with fire. <laughs> oh yeah. That's less douchey, but definitely bad. <laughs> Not not good, but yeah, we actually we watched a bunch of movies while while we were on vacation because we watched we watched that we watched the first reboot for Jumanji like the one that the first one that came up with the Rock and mm-hmm. Jack Black and stuff. Um, we watched Searching. We watched Run, which is a new twenty twenty movie. I watched Train to Busan two or Peninsula, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Liar, liar. Nice. Elf. I watched a Jim Carrey movie last night. Ooh, what'd you watch last night? Uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, nice. Well, I also, we watched The Grinch the night before we left for thanks, uh, for vacation also. The Jim um, Carrey one? Same yeah. one? Yeah. Nice. Go I, back and listen to our review on that in our unreleased episode. <laughs> yeah, no, we watched a bunch of movies. It was a good time. Yeah. I also watched a ton of movies while you were on vacation. <laughs> and only one of them being a 2020 movie, and it's a movie we're going to be reviewing in the next couple of weeks. Very so cool. I won't, won't say what that is, but mm-hmm. get ready for that. But uh, I've been watching a lot of Christmas movies. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot. Tis the season. Tis the season. So far this season, the first Christmas movie I watched was Scrooge, which is actually my favorite. Also, you know what? We should mention... Uh, these swampies, they got to know what's going on in our lives, which is what we're doing right now. We're telling you about that. But also what's going on with the show is that we got a Christmas bracket coming up real quick. We polled the swampies recently on our Instagram at two dudes movie reviews and then also on our personal ones. 
so we were asking for like people's favorite holiday movies and uh we got a, we got a bracket it's probably going on if it's not up by the time this episode comes out it will be within the next couple days mhm yeah. So the only, the only way to stay up to date with that is to follow us on Instagram at two dudes movie reviews. And then I'll probably post about it on my personal page at sky two dudes. And, uh, and yeah, that way, that way you guys, you can know what's up. Yeah. I'm but excited for it. Me too. And, uh, I'm not trying to sway votes by, by mentioning this, but the first Christmas movie I watched this season was Scrooged, which happens to be my favorite Christmas movie. The Bill Murray flick. Mm-hmm. So like we watched that. We watched um Grinch. We watched what else did we watch last night? Oh, Bad Santa we watched last night. And then a couple nights ago, we did a double feature of the two Santa Claus mo- like the first two Santa Claus movies. <laughs> oh god. You want to talk about a franchise that takes huge steps down as it continues. Woof. Yeah. That second movie, I wanted to fucking peel my eyeballs out and shove them up my ass. Like <laughs> I I was so there's like a number of times where like I like my whole body like shook with just (laughs) I couldn't believe how bad something was or how bad the dialogue was like oh my god also he's like the worst dad in the world (laughs) (laughs) yeah I was I was gonna say and this actually applies to both movies but I hate the kid Oh my god, he's Fucking so annoying. <laughs> yeah. He's the worst, especially in the second one. And I, I he's on really the naughty list. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, uh, I really like the first one. Like, there's some great lines. I, I always, for whatever reason, I always say, "Everybody loves Denny's. It's an American institution." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that line's like really funny. But the second one is just buns, and then the yeah. third one's even worse. I I couldn't we almost watched the third one and I was like I can't I can't do it like mm-hmm. I'm gonna die if I if I watch it so, <laughs> oh, so we avoided it I'm trying home to think there's two. definitely more that we watched but yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I was gonna say Home Alone 2 is another one that I watched oh good one good one yeah. no is, is Home Alone 2 gonna make it to our bracket Home Alone the first one won our Christmas bracket last year so that one's excluded yeah, I don't know how I'm worried about putting it on because we we talked about it in that episode a little bit, man. And I'm just worried because everyone loves Home Alone. You so think it I, would beat some of these other classics? I kind of do. Wow, wow, yeah, interesting. I'm not opposed to keeping it off. Maybe save it for next year because we're gonna yeah. need more Christmas movies. That's something else I was talking about in conversation. Is like there's not a lot of Christmas classics like. The last movie that I think that came out that could be considered a quote-unquote Christmas classic in, like, modern time is, like, Elf, and that was already, like, 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. It was actually funny. Um, Brandon was telling me that uh, him and his fiance have been, like, watching, like, everything, or I guess mainly she's been watching everything, but she's literally just watching every Christmas movie that's, like, out on Netflix, including the new ones. And, oh. Brandon's, and Brandon said he watched... Uh, the Christmas Chronicles two with her, mm-hmm. and he's he said that was like fucking brutal, and he said there's another one called like, like I think he said it was like uh the night before Christmas, but it's night like K N I G H T. Oh and my! It's, God. And it's like some <laughs> some dude in chainmail. <laughs> 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 but, 
So they must know the meaning of Christmas. <laughs> oh, they get the guillotine. <laughs> they get the axe. <laughs> Give them the axe, Santa. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, there's nothing, nothing really that good. I watched um, Happiest Season, which came out this year. Okay, I don't know that one. It's it's on Hulu. It's got a really good cast, actually. Mackenzie Davis and Dan Levy. I almost said Eugene Levy. And then uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the mom from from actually uh, like Step Brothers and Elf. Um, but she's oh, okay. in it. Yeah. Um, Kristen Stewart. So a lot of people are in it. And uh, it's got like it's got like a 95 on Rotten Tomatoes or something. It's like high up there. And from um, critics. Yeah, from critics. And I was like, um, you know, Brianna wanted to watch it. She really likes Shit's Creek, so she was she's a big uh Dan Levy fan, and we were like, okay, let's let's check it out. And then it ended and both of us were kind of just like, I don't know if I liked that that much. Like we were like, like the cast is great. There it is funny at times, but like the movie itself, I think the high score is propped up a little bit because it's it's very inclusive. Like it's a it's a it revolves around um like gay relationships basically and how like people have to stay in the closet and all that. So like the messaging in it is great, but the movie itself wasn't. And then it was funny. Cause like we watched it and we were kind of just like, I don't really know if I like that. And it's got like such a high score. And then we went over to our friend's house a couple days later to, like, for a board game night. And we were, they were like, do you watch any movies lately? And we were like, yeah, we watched happiest season. And they're like, Oh, we watched it. And I was like, what'd you think? And they were like, it ended. And we were kind of like, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's crazy because we had the same reaction. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. I love I love finding stuff like that. That happens a lot. And again, like I think we talked about it on on the show. I think a lot of times, especially the critics, because they're in like a more public setting, they I feel like their grade will be swayed based on the social um like the social uh aspect of the movie, you know, mm-hmm. like, cause we've talked about like this, this thing with like, and no disrespect because obviously we love the movie and the man, but like black Panther was like nominated for like best picture and has such a high score. And we like, as a movie, I'm like, I don't think it deserves the clout that it has, but like as a story, like as a film, but for what it means for an industry and what it means for a large amount of people. And the impact that the movie has is unquestionably amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but your job is to review the fucking movie, not the cultural impact of the work behind the scenes or what it means. You know what I mean? Like the, the, yeah. the casting stuff, like mm-hmm. what are you presenting to me on the screen? That's what I'm judging. Yeah, and I feel no, like I agree. I feel like they cross the wires sometimes with that. It sounds like that's what's happening with that movie too. Yeah, I, I think so. I definitely think so. But um, well, more power to them. Well, speaking yeah. of Black Panther, Ooh, we segue. have some stuff we need to discuss, sir. Yeah, there's been a lot of all right, like a couple, <laughs> like a week and a half ago, maybe. Disney just started busting nuts on everyone and everything. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse whipped out his little rat cock and just started beating meat <laughs> all over us. Yeah. And I'm for it. <laughs> I'm like, bro, it's tis the season and homeboy's a nutcracker right now. 
<laughs> cracking his nuts on us. I bet you you like uh the CEO of Disney right now is just like loving this publicity. <laughs> oh yeah, we're 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 gonna get Kevin Feige on here in no time. <laughs> Heard you guys talking about Mickey beating off. We love that shit. <laughs> oh, we're all about it. That's the kind of image we're looking for here at Disney. And his little red trousers. <laughs> oh yeah. You know those trousers got a little butt flap in the back for some easy access. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, really for shitting. Yeah, for shitting. And he's got his tail's got to poke out somewhere. Yeah, true, true. That's that's why they call him Steamboat Willie. Yeah. <laughs> he's jacking off on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I got a real Steamboat Willie. Willie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it was uh, it was crazy. You were texting me, and then like my brother was texting me while I was going on, and. A lot of really cool stuff dropped, which is also like um, there was a few other things going on at the same time. And I feel like uh, Disney overshadowed like everything because they just re- dropped everything at the same time. Like, oh, you like Star Wars? You like Marvel? Here's here's all this shit. Because the other thing yeah. that was going on at the same time was the HBO. Stuff, yeah, all the drama. between. Maybe we'll leave that for another day. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so they co- completely like dwarfed all that. But actually, you know what? I'll just. I'll say real quick, all the stuff with HBO was going on. Maybe we'll talk, get more in depth about that another day. But Disney said at this thing, they're like, we're putting out all this stuff, but our movies are going to theaters. Like, that's it. So I was just like, oh, cool. Good on you, Disney. Like, big move. Nice. Probably yeah. after they saw how much fucking damage Mulan did for them. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm sure they made decent money, but like, that movie fucking sucked. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let's get into the Marvel stuff. I'm really curious. I want to hear what you have to say about a lot of it. Dude. All right. So let's just they, go through them. Let's go through the trailers and stuff. Like we don't have right, to talk so, about them specifically, but you know what I mean? We don't yeah. have to watch the trailers, but yeah. No, no, we're not going to do all that. So we got Falcon and Winter Soldier, a new trailer. We got What mm-hmm. If. We got um, WandaVision and we got Loki. Loki. There was also like some like behind the scenes peaks at like Miss Marvel that's coming and some things like that. But out of those trailers, I'm kind of curious. Like, so beforehand, like the Baron Zemo and everything like surrounding like Falcon and Winter Soldier, I was like pretty hyped for. Mm-hmm. It was hard for me to tell early on. Like, I didn't know. Maybe I can go back and uh, maybe I said it in a past episode, which one I was most excited for out of all these Disney Plus shows. After watching the trailers, I think I'm most excited for either Loki or What If. Okay. Um, I'll, mine's Loki. I'll, I'll just say that. Yeah. That looks awesome. That trailer was fucking cool. Yeah. And I, we may have even said this in our review of Endgame, but we were like, the way they dealt with Loki in Endgame mm-hmm. could be the way they, they take on the TV show. And that's exactly what they did because the trailer starts up with Endgame. Yeah. So that's that's really cool. I like the direction they're going into. That trailer for me was definitely my favorite. It, it also looks like it has the most to offer in terms of impact, I think, across the movies. Mm-hmm. I think when we did our talk about all the shows, I think I said Loki was the one that I was most most interested in. But I know I also talked about What If. And I still think what if as a concept is really cool, but now seeing the animation, I'm not a big fan of the animation on it. Oh no. No. I I think the actual animation looks pretty like 
stiff. Like it looks very uh almost like Clone Warsy. Yeah, I can get that kind of vibe. Yeah. But uh again though, like the the actual content and what the stories they're gonna tell, I think is cool. Like it looks like there's one where is it Yondu picks up young Black Panther? Is that what that was? Yeah, he picks up yeah. T'Challa and he becomes Star Lord essentially. Yeah, I think that's like really cool. So I think there's a yeah, lot Marvel of good zombies stuff. is another story they're gonna tell. Mm-hmm. So that was Doctor uh, Strange. Peggy right? Carter as what's that? Doctor Strange was a zombie in it, right? I think uh they might have showed Doctor Strange. I think Captain America was. I know he got prominently mm, shown yeah. as a zombie. You're right, yeah. Um then you got Peggy Carter as the new Captain America. Like if she got the super soldier serum instead of Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. So there's some really cool stuff there. There's stuff that they're pulling from the comics, and then there's stuff that it seems like they're doing like original ideas in there. Actually, I think for in terms of impact for the rest of the MCU, I think WandaVision is going to be the biggest show that affects the rest of the movies from here on out because I think it's going to establish her as the strongest. One, she is the strongest Avenger. She just hasn't honed her craft. I think the show is going to be about her becoming like stop being Wanda and actually become the Scarlet Witch. Well, now they can actually call her that <laughs> now they can call her that. But I think this is about her transitioning, like her being trained properly and understanding her power and what it is. I also think here's a fan theory. She needs to turn evil. I think she can be the next big bad that's earth based for uh, the MCU. Because her power is so beyond anybody else's on Earth that, and especially she has so much rage inside of her. And like, she is a villain in the comics most of the time or half the time, Mm -hmm. really. So like, she would be, and we haven't seen that either in the MCU, a good guy turned into the villain. We've seen it with like Winter Soldier where like, he's not brainwashed anymore. He goes from a villain to a hero so I think she's the perfect character to take this. And then similarly, like we see Loki kind of be, he's a bad guy for sure in the beginning, but then like he almost not becomes a hero. He's kind of like an anti-hero, but like he is a protagonist, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool if she becomes a legitimate threat to the rest of the Avengers. That would be cool. I could see that. I'm definitely for that strictly because I kind of dislike how significantly overpowered she is. Yeah. Because there's like a few characters like that. that I'm just like, you're way st-. like Thor is almost a cheat code in some ways now. Like they, they just seem that's how way... he is in the comics, too, though. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I liked it m- a little bit more when like it was more of like a level playing field, like they all bring something to the table kind of. But then there's certain people like like Thor and Scarlet Witch and Captain Marvel that are just like infinitely more powerful than everybody else. Like Captain Marvel yeah. shows up at the end of Endgame and just destroys everything. <laughs> but that's like, why yeah. Marvel made that decision to take them off of Earth. Like with Ragnarok and Captain Marvel, like mm-hmm. I I think that they're um they're going to be more in the cosmic universe from here on out. Like they're not going to be as earthbound. So here's a thought. So in the first in Doctor Strange when he traps Loki and he's like falling forever and then he has this conversation with Thor, he mentions to Thor that he has a list of any like mystical or like cosmic threats to earth. And like Loki 
is on is on a watch list. So is Thor for that matter. They're on a watch list because they're these super powerful beings that have this ability that can do some serious damage to Earth. I think because Scarlet Witch is already um, confirmed for Doctor Strange 2, I think he's going to seek out her help because he knows that she's an Avenger and everything. But then WandaVision is like deep. The show itself, the concept behind the plot is deeply rooted in her kind of losing grip on her reality and creating her own sub universe where she can live out life with vision, even though vision is dead. Mm -hmm. So I think she's going to sink into the Scarlet Witch thing. I think she's going to kind of, she's going to hone her powers, but she's also going to have this darkness. I think He's going to employ her help because he's like, oh, I know like you have this strong mystical power. And then in doing so, he's going to recognize that darkness in her and not address it, but kind of be like, I think you're going to get a scene in that where he's kind of like, huh, that's interesting. I need to keep an eye on her. This could be bad. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be a really cool seed to plant where it's just like, you know, he goes to her not expecting exactly what he got but then when he sees her like unbridled power he's like oh this is a this is a fucking problem like i need <laughs> i need to tell the rest of the avengers about this and we need to kind of like strategize kind of like how like batman has a way of killing each member of the justice league just in case anybody like goes rogue yeah. mm-hmm. like i think doctor strange is going to notice the evil that's in her and be like um we need to get her off world because she can literally destroy the universe <laughs> and I think that would be a really cool foil. Yeah, that is cool. I, I like that idea. I wanted to bring this up. We we were talking about Loki, but in the Loki trailer, Black Widow. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it could it could be because he's traveling through space and time, so he can just be going through different times and. Yeah, I don't know. She's definitely there. Like you don't see Scarlett Johansson's face, so maybe it's just like a seed planet, or it's just gonna be like fan servicey or whatever. I don't know. But uh, they did a good job with Endgame, where you know certain characters were killed, um, and it seemed like a good send off for them. Like you know Iron Man, I think that was even though even though it hurt, it was the right way to go out. And I think what they did with the whole leading up to Endgame, everyone was like, "Oh, Captain America is gonna die," and then. You know, they retire Captain America, but he, they don't kill him off. And same thing right. with, like, kind of, like, they bring back Gamora, but it's not the same. Like, I, they made a lot of really good choices with the characters to, like, make you feel something mm-hmm. without necessarily removing them entirely from the the universe. Right. I wonder, I wonder if they're br- going to bring back Black Widow eventually. I don't know. I don't think so. It's hard to say because, obviously, with, like, them doing a multiverse thing, it kind of opens a door for them to just bring back people willy nilly. But then I think that cheapens the, the feeling that you get when you see those scenes in the old movies, if they do die, like, yeah, I agree. You can't, you can't undercut the movies that you made in the past. Cause then mm-hmm. people, it's going to cheapen the effect that when it happens in the future movies, if a character dies, everyone's going to be like, Oh, well, whatever. Cause that's what happened with Marvel comics. It's like, they would kill, Wolverine every like three years but then he'd be back six months later and it's just like then why do I care when Wolverine dies yeah like it doesn't it doesn't have any impact anymore it's it's meaningless so they have to make the deaths stick yeah I I agree I I don't know how I feel about it because part of me like I love Scarlett Johansson I like her as Black Widow I'm very curious about the movie like her movie Mm -hmm. 
and to see what that does. Maybe there's a seed planted there. I saw that and I was like, man, it might be like really cool if like maybe like five years from now she shows up in a movie like unexpectedly. Like how cool, like the theater reaction, what the theater reaction would be that. I think it would be really cool. Yeah. But you have to also do it where it's a surprise. Like I'm trying to think of like surprise moments in these movies, like Captain America, like catching the hammer and stuff and people just losing their mind, like stuff like that. Nothing will ever live up to that moment. Like when we were in the theater and that happened, nothing, nothing. I can't imagine a world where a movie will ever have that same effect on Mm -hmm. a crowd. Yeah. What'd you think of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier? The first trailer, so not the one they showed here, but the first one from a while ago, I was (laughs) like, I was like, yeah, I'm into this. This new trailer didn't really get me hyped. Yeah, I felt the same. Yeah, Yeah. I feel like it it was, I don't know, it just wasn't, it wasn't giving me anything, like, new. And I don't know, like, just, I don't know, like, the look and feel of it, I was kind of like, I'm still going to watch the fuck out of it. Like, I'm still going (laughs) to. Like you're not you're not gonna stop me, but like I did lose a little bit of interest, or I was just like, I'm sure it'll be good. Like I'm I'm not I don't think it's gonna be dog shit or anything, but it didn't sell me on the idea of the show, really. Yeah, the trailer felt a little like stale to me. Like there's like a few like like I wouldn't say funny jokes, but just like chuckles or whatever. But other than that, like I don't know, it just felt very run of the mill for like kind of like an action show. And, uh, yeah, like for me, like the only thing that I was like, oh, that's new is that like the end of the trailer is like a big action set piece with Falcon. And I was like, I don't really think Falcon's ever really gotten like a really cool, like solo set piece, like, you know, for one of these movies. Yeah. I did actually like his costume. Yeah. Yeah. The costume looks cool. But, uh, I don't know. I was just like, oh, that's like new, but that's kind of, he's kind of been like a side character. Like he's in the background the whole time. So this is the first time that, you know. Anthony Mackie and can like really be the character and be center stage. So well, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Um, I think he'll be all right. Like I haven't seen much where he like takes a lead in anything, or at least when I have, it's been like these, these crappy like sci-fi Netflix movies, <laughs> but he's really charismatic. I think he is really good as Falcon. Like, I think he understands his character and I think, uh, I think he plays really well off of Sebastian Stan. Like, I think their chemistry together works. So I'm confident that they will be entertaining, like, in the show. I think it'll be it'll be fine. It's just in terms of... Oh, here's something that I think the trailers did really well. They didn't really tell you what the storyline of the shows were. They just yeah. kind of, like, teased some, some set pieces, kind of like the basic bare-bones premise of the show. But they didn't tell you what the show was about, really. Like, they didn't really go into, like story details and i think that was like really good like these were these were more so teasers than they were like trailers and uh, i was into it yeah the only other thing that i want to talk about strictly from from this and then we'll get into i guess spider-man real quick but they finally confirmed who christian bale's playing in thor four yeah thor the god butcher yeah i'm i'm really happy about that i think that's really cool yeah it's gonna be sweet I think a lot of people, I don't know if they were like set on it being Beta Ray Bill or not, but I think having him be Gore is way cooler. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Gore's a newer character, right? Yeah, I think he was like created sometime in like the early 2010s. Yeah, like didn't they make him? Because I'm pretty sure they started using him when they did the, what is it, Marvel Now was like the reboot of everything. Because I have the 
first two trades for the almighty Thor and he's the villain in the first two. It's a, like a 10 issue, like, like story arc. He's mm-hmm. really cool. And I, I like that there's a few new characters that are like just being made. Like, uh, pretty sure in Gotham, they used, um, talent already, which was also made when DC rebooted their comics. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was just like, oh, that's really cool that they're pulling like a newer character and that that character, even though they're new, has had like that much effect on, I guess, like comic book fans that they'd want to put him in a movie. And and I also think he's a good character to combat Thor's power level, like we were saying earlier. Right. Yeah, because that's the thing that they're kind of like not painting themselves into a corner because there's a lot of characters in Marvel that are on like the villain side who are also OP as fuck. So it makes sense, like, they do have to ramp it up because Thor's just, like, a beast now. Yeah. Like, dude can just, like, show up and destroy planets. Like, he's a fucking monster. <laughs> That's an Infinity War. They're, like, having this, like, oh, man, we're, like, it's back and forth. This battle's tough. And then he just shows up on Wakanda and just, like, decimates everybody. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, just a fucking gnarly fuck. Bring me <laughs> Thanos. Yeah. Dude, that was another um, one when we saw that opening night when he landed in Wakanda and started fucking shit up. Like the whole theater just like exploded. Yeah, me and Brianna were talking about uh, like all the movies on the way back. We started talking about Endgame and then it, we got to a point. Where I was like, oh man, and I was like, and Groot like being the handle of Stormbreaker. I remember being mm-hmm. in the theater and being like, that is so fucking cool. Like that's another moment for whatever reason. Like in theater, thinking that. They were like, oh, man, we should have Groot be the handle for Storm. I don't know why, but I always think that moment is so cool. It's a really awesome layer because that's how the comic books are. Like, not not specifically that Groot is the handle of Stormbreaker, but they weave these characters and they create these relationships and these interesting ties where it's just like, wow, now that this character has this thing, that actually ties them together to this other person. So, like, it's just like an interesting, like, wrinkle to the whole story where it's just like yeah all of these characters like it's just another way of showing you how interconnected this universe is and it's just like a really cool detail to have and it's like yeah now anytime you see stormbreaker it's like when i watched endgame i didn't even think about the fact that i'm like yeah he's just holding like groot's arm basically Mm -hmm. yeah and i'm like fuck that is that is really cool (laughs) last thing let's get to and we can go into the trailer park but uh spider-man 3 what do you want to what do you want to say about it? Oh man. All right. So we we had started texting about it and maybe we got two texts deep and I was like save it for the pod cuz I was having yeah. the same conversation with two other people within like the same couple days. Like cuz my cousin's super hyped about all the news and another friend of mine is super hyped about all the news and they're just like, "Dude, did you see that they keep like texting me and this is separate conversations from each other. Like they don't know that the other conversations are existing." So I'm, I just keep having the same talk like a hundred times a day, <laughs> but like I keep getting texts like, did you see this person confirmed this person confirmed this person confirmed my reaction to all of it. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm really fucking nervous. Um, I saw a report and granted, I don't know how credible it is. And it seems like everything right now, especially with like there really not being any script or anything is just hearsay. But I saw a thing saying that Tom Holland is only going to be a cameo in the movie. The I Tom can't Holland see. Is? Yeah, they were saying Tom Holland is only going to be a cameo in the movie. I don't know how that's possible. I think that might be backwards. 
I hope it is. That's what I saw. I, I, I saw an article talking about how like all of these other people who were confirmed, like fucking Doc Ock and everybody, mm-hmm. um, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire. I heard those are all going to be cameos. So yeah, see, that makes one, more sense. Well, once I heard that, I'm like, you know what? I bet you all of this ridiculous stack of casting that they're talking about, like Jamie Foxx coming back as his Electro. You got fucking uh, Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2. I just saw an article about um, motherfucking uh, Willem Dafoe coming back as Green Goblin. And uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but the guy who played Sandman. Like, mm-hmm. th- it's just uh, the list keeps going on. I bet you all of that, it's like going to get people hyped. And then the movie comes out, and it's all within a 10-minute scene where Doctor Strange is basically touring Peter Parker through the multiverse, and you just see these glimpses of these people. Yeah, I can see that. (laughs) I think that's going to... And everyone's going to be like, what the fuck? It's not actually a Spider-Verse movie. It's just, like, very quick cameos. Like, everybody gets, like, 10 seconds on screen or something. Mm -hmm. I'm a... What I'm hoping for, I don't think it's going to happen, but I would really like Tobey Maguire to actually be in the movie for like, like an act. Like, I think I keep thinking about it almost like have him kind of not, not in the comedic sense, but like have him play the Jake Johnson role of Peter B. Parker from Spider-Verse where he's an older Peter Parker who's seen some shit and stuff like that. More grizzled. Yeah. And he comes and he talks to, you know, Tom Holland or Peter about it. Like, I think that would be really cool. I say this a lot with a lot of movies. Like, it definitely worries me when you're like, oh, this movie's going to have like three villains in it or whatever. I'm like, oh, this is going to suck. Right. So I kind of hope that most of the characters are used strictly just in a cameo sense. I also find it hard to believe that they would really want to work with Andrew Garfield again. <laughs> right. That, that's another, like... I don't know, man. I get worried because, like, obviously this is a joint Sony and Marvel venture, but this is also the MCU's way of writing Tom Holland out of the universe since they can't use Spider-Man going forward. Or I think uh, part of the contract is he can show up in two other non-Spider-Man movies. So, like, Mm -hmm. another Avengers movie, he can be in it, or he can be, like, you know, like a team-up thing, like how Iron Man was for his first movie. Um but this is their way of getting him out of the MCU. So then that makes me think, okay, then how much of Sony's hand is in the pot on this one? Like how much control does Sony have over this story, over this movie and it's writing? Because if they have more control than they have on the first two movies, then now we're going to be looking at it as like, well, this is basically a Sony Spider-Man movie and we know how those go. Yeah. So I'm just worried about where is the creative control on this movie going to land? Is it going to be more in Marvel's hand or Sony's hand? Because it's Marvel passing it off to Sony. So that's why I'm like, will Sony have more say in it? Because it's basically Marvel has to do the work to set up the rest of Sony's Spider-Man universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I have a feeling... See, here's the thing. I don't think Sony would want to work with Andrew Garfield again. So I think I'm hoping a lot of this is on Marvel's end. And because Marvel doesn't have a, you know, Disney Marvel, they don't have a relationship with Andrew Garfield and like stuff like that. So, yeah. um, 
I think I think a lot of it. I'm hoping a lot of it is on their end. They're making the story that's gonna because I think it seems pretty clear that we're getting into multiverse territory where they'll probably mm-hmm. pull people from other places. So I think and I think Marvel wants to set this up in Spider-Man because we've already had a Spider-Verse movie. So the concept isn't foreign to like even like kids that like Spider-Man and stuff like that. Right. I don't know. That's what I'm hoping for. It does worry me though cuz um you know, they've there's been talks for a while even like, you know, oh, we're going to cross Tom Holland over with Venom and like Tom Hardy's Venom and stuff like that. I'm like and I I don't I, think I don't think Morbius looks good. Like I I'm just not yeah. into the, any of the Sony stuff, so and and that's got Vulture in it. Yeah, I I saw a thing saying that um, because there must be a script for Spider-Man three already because they're filming. Oh, they are filming. I didn't know they were filming already. Yeah, because people are showing up like on set and stuff. That's where a lot of these reports are coming from. They're like, hey, there's reports saying that this person showed up on set for Spider-Man three. Oh, okay. So yeah, I didn't know it was it started filming already. I didn't even know there was a script done for it. Well, there's a big rumor that while Tom Holland is filming scenes for Spider-Man 3, he already filmed uh, the post-credit scene for Venom 2. Oh, really? So th- there's a rumor that Tom Holland is in the Venom 2 post-credit. Mm. Okay. Should be interesting. Also, real quick side note, I fucking hate the title for the new Venom movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is the dumbest fucking... What? What stupid ass twelve year old hopped up on Axe body spray and Monster Energy drink wrote that fucking title? <laughs> this is the dumbest shit. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. It's like Venom Two, unleash the carnage or something. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Oh yeah. my god. Like they're clearly I, marketing to like kids who two whose two favorite colors are like neon green and black. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It's uh, it's so stupid. Cause it's just like you couldn't have been like subtle with who the villain is. <laughs> like it's it's let there be carnage. But yeah, it's so dumb. That's worse. Let there be carnage. That is <laughs> how did how did nobody be like, yo guys, we gotta do better than that. <laughs> Call it. Call it like the fucking comic storyline, Maximum Carnage. That sounds cooler. Yeah. <laughs> Let there be carnage. <laughs> you fucking idiots. This is the dumbest shit. Like, that was written by a fucking nine-year-old. It was ri- written by the guy who originally named Love and Monsters Monster Problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's going to be a dumpster fire. I'm not looking forward to that Venom 2. But yeah, Spider-Man 3, I'm hoping it's just cameos. I'm hoping they don't overload it with nonsense and bullshit and get bogged down in all of this, you know, hoobla with all these extra people in it. Mm-hmm. And I hope that it's I hope that it's Marvel at the helm, like really Marvel at the helm and Sony doesn't go in and like finger fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. There is one Marvel thing that that came about I'm trying to remember what it was but like shit like it was something something about like a trailer park dang tricked you there was there was one last thing I was like oh maybe I'll bring that up you didn't even give me the opportunity anymore we'll save it save it for (laughs) next episode but yeah what are we talking today do you remember you want me to just say it I semi remember (laughs) okay I'll say it (laughs) 
I know exactly what movie it is, but I just can't remember. It's Raya and the something. Mm-hmm. Like the last dragon or the dragon oh, you got bone. It. Is yeah, it the last it. dragon? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So I Ray didn't remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're so talking Ray and the Last Dragon. <laughs> I had texted you when when I was in the theater for Crudes. So I was like, oh well, we actually have no shortage of animated movies to do a trailer park for with uh, the Crudes because there was actually a lot of trailers for it. Like there was this, there was uh Rumble was another one that I was actually like, yep. oh, I, I could do one for that. But uh, yeah, this one definitely, I think, uh, I think there's the most to talk about, at least with this one. Yeah, agreed. This is Disney, Disney 3D mm-hmm. animated, not like, uh, you know, Pixar or whatever, but Disney 3D animated is, they're, they're off and on. I have a couple, like, a couple things I don't like. Like, I know everyone loves Frozen. I don't like that they recycle character models from like Tangled and Frozen and stuff like that. Like Disney does that a lot with their 3D animated movies because it's more cost effective. But yeah. they've got a couple other ones like um, you know, Wreck-It Ralph is is Disney. Wreck-It Ralph mm-hmm. is Moana. Probably, yeah, Moana. So they've had a few like really good ones uh, lately. You want to just get into this? Yeah, let's just watch it. All right. <laughs> I'll say this in the movie theater when this started playing I was mm-hmm. like did they make a 3D animated like Korra or like Avatar the Last Airbender movie kind of looks like that right because so much of it looks like that and then even when they like start fighting like in a minute I'm like it looks like they're going for like an airbender type vibe but it's not I just I think it's heavily influenced by it though <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah. Reminding me of something, I'm trying to remember. To oh, I know it's reminding me of fucking. Um, you see the last Trans- Hotel Transylvania movie? And its yeah. Are divided. And he's fucking like DJing to the Kraken or whatever. Yeah. You're getting a little too big for this, bud. Now, not gonna lie, when I saw the trailer, because I actually, oh, I didn't even mention it, Crude's 2, I saw it with Logan. I I brought him. Oh, cool. Is our first movie back since the Adams family. Oh wow. <laughs> That's the last movie I saw with him in theaters. So um this trailer came on and I was like, that looks pretty cool. Like for an animated movie, I'm like, all right, I'm 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 into it. Like it's yeah. kinda cool. I think I think it would be a fun one to bring Logan to see. It's like got action in it. It's like 
some uh, some interesting stuff going on there. I'm curious how much of the because a lot of the trailer looks like it's uh, the character when she's young, but yeah. I wonder if it's the other way around where most of the movies when she's a bit older. It's hard because I see the trailer. I'm like, I felt the same thing. I was like, it looks kind of cool. Like, I'd, I'd go see that. I wasn't like too stoked on it. Like, just thought it looked cool. You don't really get a lot about the story. The people behind it, though, I feel like it. I feel like this movie's got to be really good. Oh yeah, we'll just start with the director because there's there's a few of them. Now, co-directors, I think normally you hear that and you're like, oh, I'm not sure how that's gonna go. There's a few good tandems, but when it's usually just like a bunch of people that are co-directing, it it could go south. But there's a few people here. Don Hall, who has co-directed movies before, he is one of the directors. He's the director on uh, Big Hero Six. He was the writer on Moana. So right there, he's two big, you know, movies. Big Hero 6 is great. That's another uh, Disney one that we didn't even mention. But uh, yeah. Carlos Lopez Estrada, that's the director for Blind Spotting. He's the other wow. co-director on this. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, well, I'm assuming this is going to be good then. I mean, granted, Blind Spotting is a much different movie, but yeah, I feel like I would just be really surprised if having him on the project like why would he go from that to like a crap animated movie you know what i mean right so that that gets me really excited um i also really like aquafina because i think she's the voice of the the main character oh okay it's either her or it's kelly marie tran who's the main character i'm not sure but kelly marie tran's actually a voice in the movie we're talking about today so there we go we didn't even think about that perfect tie perfect Perfect tie. tie love it did Logan say anything about it? Nope. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. I don't think like stylistically, like I, I don't think the movie looks like something we haven't seen yet. Right. For me, the excitement behind it is mainly just the people behind it. Like I, I really like both directors. I didn't even say this, but one of the writers was uh, the writer for Crazy Rich Asians. So, I mean, that's a, that's a great movie with really good comedy in it. Also, that's someone who like is very respectful to like like the Asian culture and stuff that they're pulling from, which it looks like they're pulling from a little bit in this movie. Yeah. So I'm just like, I don't know. I don't really have a ton to say about it. I think the animation looks kind of run, run of the mill, but I think the story is going to be really good and we're not getting a ton of story on here. So I'm excited for this to come out. I think that's the thing that I pulled from the trailer. I was just like, this doesn't look like it's going to be like, like Moana's fine. It's a fine movie. It's really fun. But it has, like, that Disney feel where it's, like... I mean, they make note that it's, like, well, she's not a princess, but it's still got, like, the the musical numbers and stuff like that. Like, this doesn't give me the vibe, like, it's going to be, like, a sing-songy, like, like that. Like, it looks like it has a little bit more, like, action-adventure to it. So I think Mm -hmm. that's why I'm, like, oh, I feel like this would be a movie that would be really fun to bring Logan to see, like, if it's got, like, some more excitement to it and it's not just, like, songs and, like jovial nonsense or whatever so I, th- yeah. I felt like it it looked like it was going to be delivering something a little bit different in the sense of like the story not so much the animation because like i agree with what you said like there's nothing about looking at this animation where i felt like it was groundbreaking or different mm-hmm. style it's like there's creatures in it that are stylized and stuff that are probably going to look cool but even the creatures in it i'm like i feel like i've seen it before like uh these look, I guess, a little bit more fierce than like something like Abominable or whatever. But like, they still they all look pretty, you know, either like furry or like 
Monsters Inc. a little bit. Like I don't know. So maybe not so much Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. a little bit more cartoony, but like they have like scaly creatures and shit like that. But anyway, the the point is just it wasn't like when I watched SpongeBob, like the trailer for that, and thought that the animation looks so significantly better than everything else that was coming out. Like I, I feel like I've seen it, but I would bet money that for next year this is one of the better animated movies of the year. I have a feeling. We'll we'll find out the hard way. <laughs> no Sonic. No. It's no Sonic. No Sonic pre-edit. Oh yeah, they should release that as like a how. Oh man, imagine on the Blu-ray for Sonic, like a bonus feature is the movie with the original edit with the teeth and all of it. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. They should. The movie exists. Yeah. You got anything else on this? I don't. Let's get the fuck out of here. All right. All right. I'm a lewd dude ready to talk about crudes. <laughs> yeah, we're talking the crudes new age. Mm-hmm. New age. It's a new age because we're talking after almost two years about Nicolas Cage again. Yeah. The director on this is Joel Crawford. This is his first feature film as a director. But Interesting. Yeah, he's part of the art department on uh, all the Kung Fu Panda movies. He was in the art department for the SpongeBob movie that we just... No, no. SpongeBob Sponge on the Run. That's not the one we reviewed, right? What's the new one called? Sponge on the Run. Okay. He's in the art department on, what's the one before it? Sponge Out of Water? I don't know. I think that's what it is. He's on the art department of that. He's not the new one, but he's, yeah, Sponge Out of Water. They're all Sponge Out of something. He's he's yeah. just sponging everything. <laughs> sponge on a log. Yeah. Um, and Rise of the Guardians, which I don't know if you've seen that, but that's kind of a cool movie. Kevin Hagman, though, uh, he there's a lot of writers on this movie, I'll tell you that. But a lot of them are writers that have worked on a few things that would, would get you excited uh, Kevin Hagman, he was the writer on Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark and the Lego movie and the original Hotel Transylvania. Dan Hagman, I'm assuming his brother, uh, usually co-writes with him, and he worked on all the same movies. Chris Sanders, he was the original writer on the first Crudes, along with How to Train Your Dragon and Lilo and Stitch, and then also the original Mulan, along with The Lion King and Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast. Whoa. Yeah, so he's a writer That's a heavy on this. hitter. Yeah, uh, Kirk D'Amico is also a writer. He was the writer on the first Crudes. And then Paul Fisher and Bob Logan were both writers on this. And their previous work was, I think, just the uh, was it Ninjago Lego movie, the Lego movie, the Lego Ninjago, whatever the fuck it is. The, yeah, the yeah. Lego movie that's not good. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> so, only not good one. Yeah. But yeah, and then you got most of the cast from the first movie coming back with a few additions, which I do really like. But Nicolas Cage, he plays Grug. Emma Stone, she plays Eat. Ryan Reynolds plays Guy. Catherine Kenner is Uga, I think is how you pronounce it. Uga? Yeah. <laughs> Clark Duke is Thunk. Cloris Leadman is Gran. And then Leslie Mann is a newcomer. She plays Hope. Peter Dinglich is a newcomer. He plays Phil. And then Kelly Marie Tran is new. She plays Dawn. Uh, so those are your three new characters. But really like Leslie Mann. I really like Peter Dinglich. And um, Kelly Marie Tran is fucking terrible. She ruined Star Wars. You no. Know? <laughs> Yeah, she she ruined <laughs> no. Star Wars. We should bully her off of Twitter. <laughs> no, no, she's she's good. And so yeah, no, I I don't I don't know where to start with this, but I don't really like the first Scrooge that much. Like, I think it's fine. I actually rewatched it after I watched this one. It's just not a movie that like I ever liked. Really, I was just kind of like, it's it's whatever. It's a a movie animated movie that's pretty run of the mill with a couple cool stylized characters. Cause that's the one thing is 
the characters in this movie look unlike any other characters in other animated movies. So I give it yeah. props for that. But the first one I wasn't like really a huge fan of. So I went into this one kind of being like, hopefully it's okay. <laughs> hopefully it's see, not worse. When I would see Logan putting it on, I didn't know it was like a real movie. Like mm-hmm. I thought it was just some random nonsense on Netflix, like some you know, Netflix original, like, kids movie bullshit. So when I found out it's, like, Nicolas Cage, all these people, and I'm like, what? Like, how did I miss this? Like, it's just completely slipped by me. Like, I have no idea when the first one came out, but, like, I was like, there's real people in this? Like, what is this? <laughs> like, I just thought it was some bullshit. Like, I just thought it was just, you know, to be disregarded. It's, like, a bunch of nobodies in it or anything like that. I didn't know what studio made it. I just... It kind of came out of nowhere. I heard nothing about it, and then I just ignored it. That's actually, I really like the voice cast on this, and we'll get more into that, but I don't, I'm not going to spoil my feelings, but just, I was a little bit surprised by this movie, a tiny bit surprised. Yeah, not to spoil anything, but, you know, I brought Logan with me, so I, I mean, going into it, I felt like I was going to have a fun time, because it was my first time going back to the movies with Logan in a long time. And I'd also like to say, because we've talked about how we feel like the movie theaters are like one of the more safe experiences for things that are open right now during like the whole COVID situation. Yeah. My boy did such a good job when we went to the movies because I told him ahead of time, I'm like, you have to keep your mask on and you cannot touch anything. So like when we were there, like he was perfect. Like he didn't touch anything. He had, he kept his mask on and it was funny. It was funny. Cause like we got popcorn. So like he was able to take his mask off and we were sitting like well, well far enough away from anybody else. There were only two other small groups in the theater, like two other groups of either three or four. Mm-hmm. And we were all like two rows between us and like five seats apart. So like plenty of space. And, um, they're playing the the AMC thing where it's just like, hey, thanks for coming back to the movies. And then it goes through all the safety protocols and stuff. And it's yeah. like, please keep your mask on while you are while you are entering and exiting the theater. Like only remove your mask for like when you're eating. And Logan, anytime he had to talk during the movie, because it's been a while since we went and I had to keep reminding him, I'm like, you need to whisper. So like it's going and it's like, make sure you keep your mask on. It's like, hey, they said keep your mask on just like you said, daddy. I'm like, yeah, I wasn't lying to you. But it's I'm like, not a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was like, um, it was like he needed to hear the the movie screen tell him, and he was just like, "Oh, hey, that's what you said. <laughs> that's crazy." <laughs> I'm like, yeah, buddy. But yeah, you mentioned the uh, the cast on this movie. Fucking crazy. Like, it's crazy to think about. Like, I'm looking at like the caliber of these actors, and I'm like. Huh, like that's kind of the thing that like peaked, not really peaked my interest, but like definitely made me a little bit more aware about this movie coming out. Like when we did the trailer park and I'm like, wait, these people are in it? Like what's happening here? Because <laughs> like Peter Dinklage is like, he doesn't need to do stuff like this. Yeah, no, not at all. And even I mean, just most of these people. Even, I was going to say Emma Stone definitely doesn't need to. Yeah. So, I mean, I love the cast on it. And there's a few people in particular that I'm like watching the movie and I'm like, their voice is so good for like an animated movie in particular. I really like Peter Dinklage in an anime. Mm -hmm. Like I think his voice is great for, for voice acting. I also 
even though like I hear Deadpool, I kind of think Ryan Reynolds has a great animated movie voice. His voice has a, is like very dynamic. Yeah. So it uh, makes sense. Like he's really good. Like his, his voice, even in movies where he is a human and the, you know, live action movies is very animated. Like the way he talks is very animated. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a lot of up and down. Yeah. A lot of things like that. And it's like (laughs) very fun for these kids to listen to it when your voice is just like all over the place, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I really like, I mean, he's in the first one, but I, I was sitting in the theater. That's another thing is I compl- like, I knew new Ryan Reynolds is in it. New Nicholas Cage is in it. New Emma Stone was in it. Like I remember that from the first one, but I completely forgot the trailer park and I the, the voices started coming up and I was like, is that Peter Dinklage seeing this movie? And I was like, Leslie Mann's in this movie. And I was just having a good time. I'm like, wow, there's like a lot of really good people like in the movie, really like the voice acting. But one thing that like I will say that I really like about this movie and I don't know if it's like a big deal for people like a lot of people. It might just be like a style thing for me. But I think a trend for animation in general is we don't try and push like we push the visuals to a certain degree. Right. Like Mm -hmm. we're not going to go too realistic because then you hit the uncanny valley. Like that's like Polar Express territory. And that's like partially why like the company went under. Yeah. Yeah you try and get as much fidelity in the textures and stuff like that. But really what you're trying to do is you're trying to like master the actual animation of the characters. And I think that's like, try to make them as like fluid as possible and more like human, like and expressive and stuff like that. One thing I really respect about the crudes, which is also something that I actually really like about the hotel Transylvania movies is this animation's a lot more like Warner brothers, Looney tunes esque. Like it's way more. They like, bounce and stretch and stuff like that and which requires different rigging and stuff like that so i i actually really appreciate the like exaggeration and kind of how different the characters move and like the gags they pull off in this movie because i think it's actually unlike a lot of other things i mean the characters look different in this movie too i'm actually not like the biggest fan of the look of the characters but the way they move in this care in the, the these movies more so actually in this one after watching the first one they do it a lot more in the second one than the first one but I really appreciate that this is a lot more like kind of like old school animation. Okay, I got you. See, I don't pick up on that much of it. I will say, though, and something else that happens in sequels, and we kind of saw this with um, the fucking Legends of the Hidden Dragon with the third How to Train Your Dragon movie. Yeah. (laughs) And this movie does it too. Granted, I haven't seen a lot of the first Crudes movie, but I feel like the first Crudes movie was not nearly as um, colorful. No. And that that third How to Train Your Dragon movie, the one we did like real early in our show, had a similar thing where it's like they find this new land and it's super colorful and bright and shimmery and stuff like that. And they have that in this. Uh, So as I'm watching it, I'm looking at it, I'm like, you know what? Like the animation like looks really good. Like it looks solid. Like even like the scenes when they're in like the... um, their sleep pile and like the way light kind of like seeps through like the cracks and like the way the sha- the shading and the shadows are in it. I'm like, this actually looks like pretty good. Like the hair, like the way it like gently moves, like what's up. I'm like, there's like some real like attention to detail in this. That's like pretty good. And then like the colors, it's like fucking, I mean, it, it looks really, really nice. 
But after a certain, because like most of the movie takes place in that really vibrant, colorful, like new land that they found. Yeah. And it looks great. But for me watching it in the theater, it was kind of exhausting after a while. Yeah, I can see that. It is definitely, um, definitely super bright. I don't know if I got exhausted by it, but I did feel like everything was kind of, once they hit that one area, everything's kind of like one note. Yeah. You know? But I I feel like they actually did some like fun stuff with it. Like there's the one scene where they're they're eating the food and it's mm-hmm. like super exaggerated. And like, I thought that was pretty funny too. Like I like the yeah. way that they were eating. Mm-hmm. Like that's like what they're all just going about, like dead eyed and they're just mm-hmm. slamming food in their face. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm like, talking about. Pretty- what I'm saying, like old school, like Looney Tunes, Warner Brothers type, like stuff. Like yeah, but like I think everything visually maybe one note, but I I like what they were doing with it because it's like very like cutesy and stuff. But they're like going ham on this shit. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? So like that didn't bother me. Honestly, like I'll get into my negatives, but most of my negatives on the movie are more just not even like dialogue or anything. It's just a lot of just like the story and how they chose to tell it. But you know, I'll save that for like a few minutes from now. But uh, yeah, I mean for me, I really like the way the the movie looks overall. Um, I think it's definitely think it's a unique movie and mm-hmm. I, I like the, the cast on it and you just brought up comedy and I went to this movie by myself and I've said this a lot of times. It's hard for me to laugh at a movie when I'm by myself because I don't get like the reaction from like my friends or whatever. And uh, there was a few moments in this movie that I was like, "This is actually kind of funny." Like I'm, a- I'm actually like I feel kind of weird that I'm enjoying this movie as much as I am. Um, yeah. Because because there was actually some parts that I was I thought were really funny. Dude, there was there was one part in particular that actually got like a legit chuckle out of me, mm-hmm. and I wonder if it did the same for you. And it it becomes a recurring bit in the movie. It happens like three times, but the first time it happened, it like caught me by surprise, and like <laughs> I got a really good laugh out of it. Yeah, you, I, you look like you know. Is it with the, the, stick? the stick in the eye? Yeah, that yeah. first <laughs> time when it happens to like that chicken seal thing, I, I <laughs> it caught me so by surprise, like audibly was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like. I really like. That's one of the things that made me laugh. And the comedy in this movie is like it bounces back and forth because there's jokes that are just meant for kids that aren't funny and at least aren't aren't funny for me. But then there's Mm -hmm. other jokes that I thought were like only meant for adults, like the whole section with Peter Dinklage in his man cave. I thought was really clever. Yeah, I liked that. So that was a part that was making me laugh. And like all the that whole part, I don't think that those were any jokes meant for kids. Like that's a joke meant strictly for like a parent. You know, yeah. so I yeah for sure. I was I was appreciating that just in general. There was a lot of moments in it where I felt like they were like, yeah, we're gonna make a movie that like everybody can hopefully enjoy. And uh, yeah, I, I I laughed a decent amount, which I wasn't surprised or wasn't uh, expecting when I went to the movies. Speaking on that, like there's stuff in there for parents. I don't think these were meant to be there as like a as like a this will be funny for parents. I don't know. The way it plays almost seems like it's just accidental and I have a dirty mind. Mm-hmm. But right out of the gate in the beginning, because like, you know, the, the kind of the setup of it is like Ryan Reynolds character guy and um, Emma Stone's character, whatever her name is, Ooga Booga. <laughs> yeah. Eep. <laughs> yeah. 
like they're romantically involved and like they kind of want to go out on their own away from like the rest of the family and like guys like sick of like being in the pile and stuff like that. He's like, mm-hmm. it smells like feet. He's like, we can go somewhere just you and me, like our own tomorrow and only smell the feet we want to smell. And I was like, does this guy have like a, a foot fetish? A foot fetish. <laughs> and then literally in the next scene, they're like running through and they're like, they're getting attacked by these animals or whatnot. And then like one of them, or maybe it's like they're eating this or something, but like Thunk bites on something that he thinks is food, but it's like a butt, like a butt of a monkey. Mm-hmm. And then the monkey is like, ah, and then like runs away. And he goes, I'd still eat it. <laughs> I'm like, we're 15 minutes into this movie and they're already joking about a foot fetish and eating ass. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, these writers are horny as hell. Oh yeah. They're in the writer's room. Like, <laughs> All, all their dicks are out. <laughs> yeah. What other fetishes we got around the room? Yeah. All right. I'm in the feet. I eat ass. It's time to write this children's movie. Everybody drop your pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it feels like, man. Oh, my God. Especially when, like, the grandma, like, basically gets naked and she's fucking shredded. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's just got abs. And I'm like, all right, granny, I guess I'll jerk off in this kid's movie. <laughs> I guess I have to. <laughs> I guess I must. That was a that was a bit in the movie that like I didn't think it it uh it fit at all. Like they there was no like title cards ever in the movie like that. But for whatever reason I was like kind of like weirdly enjoying it. I was like I don't even I don't I don't understand why I'm even enjoying this, but I think it's entertaining. And uh yeah, it was kind of just, I think like, it's just in there. it's just silly and fun. Yeah. But I think that's like kind of like some of the humor in it goes for a little bit of like randomness. Like I think the thunk mm-hmm. character is very like kind of random. Like he's but, hardly used in it. Yeah, he's he's really not used much in the first one either. But I didn't want to get to this though. Like uh, because I said this is like my biggest complaint. I'm not super stoked on the story, honestly. Like I think the what they're going for is is a fine story to tell, but it's kind of just like really nothing going on. Like they. They get into this world. They sit there for a really long time. A few characters have conversations and then people end up in this spot. They got to go save them. And then there's like a, kind of like a generic climax to the movie. <laughs> yeah. And being there with Logan, I can tell you it definitely drags at some points because he's kind of like, like it almost seemed like he was more into the popcorn <laughs> than he was yeah. the movie. There were two points during the movie where he just like stretched his arms out forward. <laughs> He's just like stretching during the movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're four. What do you have to stretch? Like, are you fucking, <laughs> like, your, your bones ache? <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You drink milk all the time. Like, you're fine. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, what are you talking about? The story? Story's great. This, this is a story about cavemen discovering California's elite liberals. <laughs> yeah that's, that's the whole movie it's cavemen just going to Cali <laughs> and they're yeah, just like, like far that. out man you found us listen we don't think uh, we, we love all creatures we're just better than you yeah <laughs> yeah it is um it is pretty one note the movie the story like I think it um yeah, I don't know. It almost feels like Act 1 and Act 2 should have just existed in Act 1. Like, we we understood it. Like, there should have been more of a divide or something in Act 
too that yeah i don't know like um just kind of like stuff happening like like you said like it takes place essentially in one location for like that entire middle of the movie and it's literally just like people having conversations yeah and like they're kind of having like very similar conversations over and over again yeah and then and then yeah there's just like we need a they they clearly just needed a big event to bring everyone together and like bond or whatever but i don't know it just i felt like they could have done more with with the story i felt like they could have figured out a, a you know a different way to to make that climax happen and i think they probably could have come up with a more original way to have the conflicts happen in the middle of the movie. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't want to spoil stuff, but yeah, like things just kind of happen to happen. I felt, but that's really honestly, like that's really my biggest negative on the movie. Yeah. 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 I actually don't have any more like notes on the movie, but like in general, it wasn't a bad experience. Like, like I said, I was excited to be going to the movies, but even in, in seeing this movie, I didn't have the same feeling of like, cause there's other times where I brought Logan to the movies and I'm just like, I know this is going to suck. Like Arctic dogs and the, oh. <laughs> the Adams family movie. I was like, man, I'm about to watch a dog shit animated movie. This one, I was a little bit like, uh, yeah, this might be bad, but I'm really happy to like be doing this thing with Logan. Mm-hmm. But then like, like you said, I was like pleasantly surprised. I was like, this was a good time. Like this didn't feel like a complete waste of time. It also isn't too long where it's like, you're just, and it doesn't feel too long. Like it doesn't, you don't feel the runtime on it. Like it, it kind of moves quickly and it's, it just comes in, gets the job done, gets it over with. It's not doing mm-hmm. anything super special storyline wise. Um, yeah. but it's also not, it's not like abusing your senses. Yeah. For me, like, pretty much the same way like i uh i went in not like particularly excited to go see it i i would have much rather preferred to have just like chilled and played like destiny <laughs> but yeah. but i but i actually like i left the movie theater and i was talking to brianna on the phone and she was like how was it and i was like honestly like i'm really happy i went to the movies like i had a good time watching that movie like i like it made me laugh. I was really entertained. You know, it was it was like silly and random at times. And in general, I was like, I had a better time watching this movie than I did the first one. Like, I'll I'll say this: I actually really like the sequel better than the original. Oh, okay, very cool. Yeah, I can't I can't make the same comment because I haven't seen the first one. <laughs> but I will say, as somebody who didn't see the first one, I in no way felt lost in the second one. Like I understood it right out the gate. I think the the opening of the movie does a good job kind of like telling you who the characters are, what the relationship is between everybody and like what's going on. Yeah. I will say this too. I didn't even mention it, but like, um, you know, the beginning of the beginning of, uh, of this movie recaps the first one pretty well. And then they, they show a scene from the first movie. Just like they just replay it the way it is. But, um, you know, if you haven't seen that movie, because the first movie came out, I think, like, closing in on 10 years ago. Um, wow. I think it was, like, seven years ago. And uh, so that maybe it's not fresh for some people, but they do a good job of, like, refreshing you and, like, okay, this is, like, what's happened. Um, but also, there's a few things in the first movie that are just, like, lines that actually mean something in this movie. Like, um, Ryan Reynolds' character he keeps saying like, we're trying to find like a, you know, tomorrow basically. Mm -hmm. And that's like a line from the first movie, 
with his character that his parents tell him. Um, but you, in, the, in the first movie, you don't see like you don't see his parents die because this movie starts up and it's dark <laughs> right from the get go. Yeah. Um, but like you don't ever see that or like they don't really set it up. But there's a moment in the first movie where him and Nicolas Cage's character, they they get stuck in tar and Ryan Reynolds character like guy just like his like he just like um his like face sinks and he's just basically just like yeah like we're we're not getting out of this this is like how my parents died and then they they actually show like how that played out and how he like lived in this one and then they like kind of go into like the people that like took care or like his parents friends and stuff so i actually like that they they kind of expanded on the story and stuff that maybe didn't get like the most attention in the first one they they fleshed out in general, I feel like if you like the first one, there's a lot in this movie that's gonna feel like a, like a legit sequel. Where it's, the, I mean, it is the same people working on it, but it, it really feels like they wanted to like expand the story and like give you more things to, like for characters that you really liked. So that also, like, like I said, I wasn't a big fan of the first movie, but I remember sitting in the theater being like, "Oh, this is actually cool." Like these are like small lines in the first movie that they're they're expanding on. So that that was pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into that. Uh something else I'm into, sir, is a certain certain type of ve- vegetable or is it a fruit? Ooh. I actually don't know. Tomato tomatoes. <laughs> it's a veggie. <laughs> is it? Okay. <laughs> I think so. Who the fuck knows? Tomato tomato though. Tomato, the critics, they're bringing this movie in at a 74%. Wow. Was yeah, that a 74. So, C, yeah. But the the audience, they're bringing this in at a ninety five. Whoa, <laughs> yeah. Wait, an A? Yeah, that's just in comparison because you got fucking nothing else, and that's not a like that's not the movie's fault. But like an A, really? Like, come on, come on, guys, come on, yeah. guys, <laughs> come on, guy. Mm. All right, so obviously I don't agree with um, the tomato. Um, but even so, like, even if it was different, unless it was exactly what my grade was, I think I would still go tomato with the critics. I'm not too far off from their grade. I did give it a little bit more credit. Uh, I'm going to give it a C plus. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, I saw the A and I was like, no, (laughs) not at all. (laughs) But I, like I said a few minutes ago, like, think if you're a fan of the first one, you're going to really like this one. So maybe that plays into it, but I'm also not far off. I went uh tomato. I'm agreeing with the critics. I went B minus though. Okay. I had a really, I had a really good time with this movie. It made me laugh. And um, there was definitely jokes in there for adults. I think there's a pretty good message in the movie too. I didn't even mention that honestly, like an animation. I like the really, it's just the journey that they, they chose to put the characters on. I think is a little generic, but other than that, I had a good time with the movie. It's not reinventing the wheel, but it's a good time. Yeah. Now, how do you think this stacks up for you against the other animated movies we've seen this year? Like, um, what about like this versus Onward? I like Onward more. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I like Onward more. I don't know. It's it's close between this and the Willoughby's because the Willoughby's was really cool. Also, um, I felt like that movie dragged a little bit. This movie. The Croods, I felt like, was pretty, like, straightforward, like, to the point, <laughs> like you were saying. So, I mean, it's it's probably, at worst, like, my third favorite animated movie this year so far. It's not bad. Soul's not out yet, so we'll see. Yeah, I'm hoping that that's, that's good. I mean, it's Pixar. 
I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. I'm excited for that. That's coming out real soon. That comes out on Christmas, right? Yep. Yeah. We got that and Wonder Woman 84 Christmas Day, which means that those episodes probably won't come out until 2021. Those will probably be our first like January episodes, those two. Yeah. We got we got our Christmas bracket. It's going to be coming up. We got... What else do we have coming up? Oh, we have the winner for our our jerk-off-to-movies bracket. Um, we got Hereditary we got to do soon. Yeah. Is that the next episode is Hereditary? No. I think what we're going to have to do is, because the holidays are coming up, I think we're going to have to put out either Batman or mm-hmm. the Christmas one. I think we'll push Hereditary back a, a few weeks. Okay, I mean, so Hereditary. So we did the bracket... But it's going to come out after the second bracket. Yeah, I think that's how it's going to happen. I mean, it's not time sensitive. It's not like the movie just came out or anything, but. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's just because we don't want to put, we don't want to put our like, hey, it's our holiday episode. And it's like January 15th. (laughs) (laughs) That would be our style though. Yeah, it would be. (laughs) That's exactly what the type of shit we would do. Yeah, no, um. Yeah, because we're only like we're ten days away from Christmas at the time that we're recording this. Yeah. So yeah, that probably means that the Christmas episode's coming out after Christmas, anyways. Might unless we make it the next episode. Yeah. So this one would come out. Yeah. So the next episode would have to be the Christmas episode, and then nope. after that would be Fat Man. Yeah, I guess so. Fat Man was kind of like a last minute thing. Yeah, we were like, oh, we can do that as an episode. If anything, we could also just scrap that as an episode if we if we run out of December to do. I uh, I was gonna say we could always do Peninsula, but I don't know if you really if we need it. The like you you said this a few weeks ago. The only reason, now, especially now after I've watched Peninsula, the only reason to review Peninsula is to talk about Train to Busan. Yeah, I really like Train to Busan. I'm just I'm just gonna say it. Train to Busan's a fluke. Yeah. It's a, it's a flash in the pan. They couldn't capture it again. I don't think they knew what made the first one good, like, at all. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, like, yeah, I mean, they took away the train in the second one, right? I mean, like, the first one is, like, it's a smaller-scale movie. Like, it's all in the train. It's contained. That's the word. It's a contained movie. And, I mean, yeah, they, they, like, leave and stuff. But really, it's, like, the claustrophobia of it makes it scary. And then there's a lot of really good... Um, like character building moments between the characters and stuff, even though they're all strangers. Like I think the characters mm-hmm. are actually written pretty well in that movie. And then as you pointed out last time, there's like a lot of really cool like symbolism and like terms of like how the humans are almost like zombies and all that. So like the first movie, there's so much going for it. The second one is they basically took the, like, okay, these are all the things that made the first one good but we don't want to do any of that. Like we we watched we watched like Six Underground the other day, and like that's kind of like what we need in our life. So, yeah. like the the whole movie is there's like really nothing to any of the characters. It just feels like they wanted to go for an action movie. Like that's it. Really, that's all it is. It's just an action movie. It's a very run of the mill zombie film. That is the traditional trajectory for horror movie franchises. The first movie is a straightforward horror movie. And then every sequel after that, it becomes like action movie, action movie, action movie. Yeah, it was a bummer. I've seen people like really shitting on it. They're like, this movie's fucking trash, basically. And like, I think it's got a failing grade right now. I wouldn't fail it, but it would be in like the D range for me. Like it was, there's parts that entertain me, but overall, like 
I remember we did the trailer park and I was saying like, oh, I'm like really interested in like this kind of like a like underground world where like it looks like they have like a like zombies for sport type thing. Mm -hmm. It's like there's nothing. There's nothing there. It's like two. It's like two scenes. Damn. It's cold blooded. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well. That's the, that doesn't need to be an episode. That's fine. We're, like I said, we're running out of December to do anyways. If we had thought about it ahead of time, we probably could have sk- skipped Crudes 2 and done Fat Man instead. And then next week it would have been our Christmas episode. And then after that, we would have been out of the holiday shit. So yeah, we might put out an episode relating to a Christmas movie in like the first week of January. So be it. <laughs> True. That's just is what it is. And we got Wonder but- Woman coming up. Yeah, we got Wonder Woman coming up. There's, there, we got some stuff, finally. We finally have some stuff that we can fucking do for the show. We, yeah. we can stop scraping the bottom of the barrel to figure it out. Mm-hmm. We pretty much have all of December and January figured out then. Because between yeah. Soul, Wonder Woman, and Hereditary, that's three weeks out of January. Yeah, true. And possibly oh, wow. Fat Man if it lands in the first week of January. So we're going to keep busy. We're going to make sure that we keep bringing you guys content on a weekly basis or at maybe every 10 days or so, depending <laughs> on how, when we can record and when I can edit it and put it out. So, uh, yeah, stay updated. Stay in tune with what we're up to. Follow us on social media at Two Dudes Movie Reviews you want to you can follow my personal page on instagram at sky two dudes and you can follow me at colin two dudes that's right we've been posting up some polls asking for uh, movie suggestions on there so that's one way you can get involved and then you can vote on the brackets at the two dudes page and then uh you can also check out our website two dudes movie reviews.com we got uh we got some written reviews on there we got merch and you can win some of that merch if you give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's how you do it. Yeah, we would we would, we'd greatly appreciate that. Yeah, for, would, uh, for Christmas, just write us a five-star review on Apple. It literally costs $0, and it potentially could win you a T-shirt with our face on it. <laughs> write us a five-star review on Apple, or else we will send you a T-shirt with our face on it. <laughs> That's your punishment. Say, uh, you get our face. I actually used the mug today that you got me with our faces on it. Oh, I love it. It's a mug with our mugs on it. <laughs> it's so meta. It's so meta. Everybody knows that meta is better. <laughs> Meta's better. Meta is better. Meta is better. If I ever say meta is better, please shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> Can do. It, you are in a stand your ground state, so no yeah. problem. These these colors don't run, buddy. <laughs> the only thing running here is, are my pantyhose. <laughs> yeah, the the only thing that's running right now is my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that's running right now is my refrigerator. So I better go catch it. Ah! ah. <laughs> and on that note, suck it, swampies. <laughs> <laughs>